0: Poppin' people, this is the Lunar C Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. Guys, we need to talk, which is what we're talking about today. I'm Ken Davis. Introduce yourselves. I'm GC13.
1: D is in the higgity-higgity house.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Opinions. Best music video, NA. I don't mean to start this on a downer, but I actually didn't care for that song. This episode was fantastic, but that was like the worst part to me.
1: I need to smack you, Ken. Like, seriously? <laughs> I'm about to go get a plane ticket. Fly to Georgia hunt you down, and give you a ripe smack in the cheek. In fact, hold on.
2: First time I saw the song, it wasn't that big a deal to me, but it really grew on me. I I do really enjoy that song now. And then the Rainbow Quartz dance was like, I mean, Pearl may not have meant it that way, but it was a really good end to the video.
0: Right. Yeah, it was definitely uh, showy. I don't know. Subjective taste in music wasn't my thing. If other people like it, fair enough.
1: It's not even that I necessarily liked the song, but it was a Pearl duet with Greg. I mean, like, that was wonderful.
2: A rose to it.
1: What I think was interesting about this episode was that, I mean, Rose was there, and I wasn't nearly as excited as I was when we saw her in, um... Story for Steven? Yes. I wasn't nearly as excited as I was when she was in Story for Steven. It was almost like, oh, hey, she's here, and she's a character now, and we're seeing this, and it just kind of felt normal. I mean, I'm sure that I'm probably a minority yeah. in that opinion, but it felt like she belonged there, and like she was like a, a character proper rather than like this this glorified entity that we've seen her as. It just felt really normal.
0: That's a really good observation. That did not even cross my mind. But yeah, I'm 100% there with you. It just felt super normal. But that, I didn't even think about it. That's good. The show really kind of snuck in that uh change in personification of Rose. I was complaining earlier in the... In, like, earlier episodes, I was kind of upset that Rose was being portrayed as being, like, this overly perfect character that no one could really relate to. But, yeah, that's definitely gone at this point.
2: Yeah, this was the first episode where she actually got proper characterization. Like, she finally talked to Greg like a real person. Except she's not a real person. So, you know, now we know what she's about
1: a bit. I really liked that alliteration, GC. We know what she's about a bit. We got to see Stefani again! (laughs) I liked that. I liked that. When your dad walks
2: in on you and you're fusing with your girlfriend, look at you got!
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: You know, just gem hybrid things.
0: I didn't know anything about this episode going into it, so, like, as soon as they started dancing, I was like, oh, crap, what's about to happen? And then it happened. Yeah, that, like, that was Whoa. exactly, it was like, oh,
1: yeah, it's Stavani time. <laughs> was this just me, or did Stevani's skin look darker in this episode than it did in Alone Together?
2: Yeah, it might have been. It could have been the lighting. It's all the lighting heavily influences colors
0: on this show. This episode was particularly pretty.
1: It was, because of all the extra lighting in the music video, I think. Yeah. It was also kind of anime-ish too, like, especially when, um, Rose said, I think you're hilarious when Greg asked if he, were, if, uh, he respected her, and he had that little lightning thing behind oh, his yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: but, back to Stevani just very briefly. I- I'm very heartened to see them reminding us of Stevani so soon after Sworn to the Sword. Because, you know, a lot of us are like, oh, come on, are we going to get to see Stavani as the embodiment of the battle couple? And then we see a few episodes down. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're, don't forget this character. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm excited. Oh, my goodness. The hype in here is real. Grab some bottles. Grab some Ziploc bags in your mason jars. We're going to freeze this and have hype for days. You can cut the cut the hype with a knife in here. You could cut the hype with a
2: spoon.
0: What would you guys think of Rainbow Quartz's character design?
2: I thought she looked pretty cool. I love the leg warmers.
0: Oh, yeah, that was that, a nice that, touch. That little
2: aspect from uh, young Pearl's character. Right. I mean, I know she's only a few years younger than, you know, main timeline Pearl, but, you know, still she looks and acts younger, so she's young Pearl.
0: I really liked how Pearl's eyes look incredibly smug and condescending towards Greg, but the Rose eyes on her are like really excited and happy.
1: There was a meme I saw someone post and it was like, when you want to give Bay the look, but you also give him the stink look or something like that. I don't know. I liked Rose, uh, Rainbow Quartz design. I thought it was a pretty good balance between Pearl and Rose's design, but like the double eyes, I, it, it took me a little bit to get used to them.
2: I think the double eyes make her look really, really that's the otherworldly touch she needs, you know?
1: No, I definitely agree with you. It's definitely, like, a wise design choice as far as, like, outright design goes. It was just a little bit... I'm used to it now. I watched the episode about five times at this point.
2: Dang. Nice.
1: High five. Oh, yeah. Internet high five. Nerd points. Just leveled up. But I lost my train of thought. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Lunar Seaspire. With the
2: with the eyes, I think, it, it, it does make her just off-putting enough for how she needs to be. She's... I mean, Pearl is kind of putting putting her in there to show off
1: to Greg. That's true. Um, I don't know. I really did not like Pearl in this episode. I mean, I think her actions and reactions were justified. I've read a lot of discussions, people talking about, I mean, like, well, Pearl has been with her for 6,000 years. Of course she's going to get jealous. I still didn't like the way she was acting. She was very catty and just, ugh. Yeah,
2: I actually didn't think Pearl was that bad in this episode. She was being kind of petty, but she's just trying to
1: mark her turf, you know? I mean, yeah, again, totally justified.
0: I think the fact that she's been with Rose for so long is what makes it even more unjustified because if they've only been dating for, like, a few months at this point, then what is that to Pearl's 6,000 years? It's surprising that Pearl is, like, even capable of being concerned at that point.
1: I don't know. I want to read it the other way. Like, if you're in a really long relationship with someone, or even if it's not an outright relationship but you've had, like, the Hoss for someone for a really, really long time, And then, like, they're going after someone else, even if, you know, they're not going to take it seriously, which, at this point, until the end of the episode, I don't think they were taking it very—Rose wasn't taking it very seriously. It would bother you, you know?
2: Greg was. Rose wasn't.
1: But I think that's just because she didn't understand, like, the kind of affection that uh, Greg had.
2: Yeah, she was just playing a part for him. She didn't realize, you know, what he actually wanted.
1: There's a theory I read on Tumblr earlier today that uh, that Love Like You song is actually Rose singing to Greg.
0: I actually like that. The lyrics fit really well. Yeah. If I could get to
1: be half of what, half you, of what you think, think of, me? of me, could do about anything. I could even learn how to love like you.
2: Solid theory. I like it.
1: I mean, I think it's it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's really cool that they gave us that almost sounding like a throwaway end theme song. I mean, we've had the the music from that since the very beginning. We've had the lyrics for quite a while. So if the theory does fit the evidence, that's just really cool we got that just under our noses in such a way that it's not even something we would want to suspect that it meant something you know
0: was
2: something like the the pyramid temple from Sirius steven it's like you know this means something well i guess even with the uh, love like you we, we kind of figured it meant something but with the timing didn't they put it in right after ocean gems so
1: people are like is it lapis or it doesn't really fit but okay so love like you was first uploaded the earliest i could find was march fifteenth, two 2015 So three months ago.
2: Really? Directly after? I could have sworn that the lyrics came out not long after Ocean Gem.
1: I vaguely remember something like that
2: let's see here apparently it was first put on the show after jailbreak i don't know if it was ever put up on any other any other time but so what
1: did you guys think of rose's lines when she said yes when greg asked have you loved other people i've heard some like dissenting discussions that she meant she's fallen in love with the human race So of course she's loved people and then some people think saying that she's messed around with other people before i'm more inclined to believe like the latter that she has been in relationships like what she had with Greg before they talked with other people.
2: Given what Amethyst and Pearl say not long after that, she's clearly had human familiars before. That's why Pearl is so confident that Greg is just a phase. You know, she does this every so often. Always ends up ditching the guy.
0: That seemed like the most direct interpretation. I'm surprised to hear that people are interpreting it differently than that.
2: Now, how close the relationship was? Like, did they ever have anything physical? Or was it always just her humoring the person like she was
1: trying to humor Greg? I don't know. I'm sure it was probably both. I mean, like, for people, physical intimacy is like a big deal. But I'm sure with the gems, where, like, their big thing is fusing into one another, they probably don't think much of, like, the physical intimacy is that we humans do.
0: Didn't someone on this podcast, wasn't there someone here who didn't think that Rose and Pearl had, like, a romantic thing, or that Pearl had romantic feelings towards Rose during...
2: Uh, Rose's scabbard?
0: Yeah. Didn't one of you, you were, like, arguing against that?
2: Definitely wasn't me. I always thought she had a romantic interest in her.
1: It's possible that I, at one point in time, held that opinion, but... I don't actually remember. I do not believe that way anymore, but it's possible I once felt like that.
0: Okay, maybe it wasn't even one of you, but there sure as hell were a bunch of people on the internet arguing that, and you're all objectively wrong. You yep. need it. thank
1: you. Well, I think thank there's you. a lot of people who are wanting to read into the show and, like, see the relationships among the gems as being a very, what's the word? The platonic. platonic. Platonic, yeah. As being platonic. And now that I say that, I do remember at one point in time I was under the impression that for the most part the relationships among the gems were platonic. Um, because I know I definitely have made that argument for... Uh, Pearl and Amethyst, but at this point, I'm on the boat that like all the gems have probably been have at some level of intimacy with one another, with the exception of maybe Garnet because you know she's already got her thing going on.
2: She's already a relationship.
1: Because I can definitely see ground for uh, Pearl and Amethyst have having been in something, and Pearl and Rose having been in something. But with Pearl and Rose, at least, I feel like it's far more one sided.
2: Oh yeah, very, very much, very much courtly devotion from Pearl towards Rose.
0: It was so weird to me that Rose was so willing to fuse with Pearl, because Rose, presumably, would know exactly how Pearl feels about her, and she would also have to know exactly what fusion means to Pearl, so you would think that if Rose really wasn't interested in Pearl, she would be like, hey, I don't wanna lead you on, but no, she like, at the drop of a hat, was like, yeah, let's fuse.
2: Well, it was for the music video, after all.
1: I'm on board with the theory that, like, there are different levels of fusion and the more perfect a fusion is, the less, like, extra body parts they have. So, like, for instance, with Garnet, the only extra body part she has is the extra eye with Savani. They don't have any extra body parts. With Malachite, they have, like, six arms. No legs. Like, they're, they're pretty J. So. They, they have hand feet. I mean, like, I'm buying into the theory that, like, not all, like, all fusions are definitely intimate, but it's not intimate in the sense of sex, you know? And even if I'm not on board with, like, the relationship between Pearl and Rose being completely, you know, reciprocal, Rose feeling like for always pearl, pearl feels for Rose I definitely think that they have a pretty intimate and close relationship so I mean I don't know I guess I don't see that as too weird I mean does that make sense or am I kind of talking around it or yeah that's that's
2: kind of it's kind of how I feel i don't I don't think that fusion is that huge a deal I mean You know, clearly both Pearl and Rose thought it was appropriate to form Rainbow Quartz just for a music video and or to spike Greg. So clearly it doesn't have to be for a deadly situation.
1: So something else interesting about Fusion, at least, we know that as of Alone Together, Garnet gives us this really cool analogy that when you are a Fusion, you're not two people and you're not one person. Obviously, Pearl and Rose had a very different frame on that Fusion event. And I'm not going to say that like Rose wasn't perceptive enough to like read what Pearl was doing. Although when I realized like how she wasn't really getting what, what Greg's understanding of love was, I think it also might be fair to say that maybe Rose isn't the most empathetic person. Like, she's not going to understand each other's emotions. But anyway, what I'm getting at, back to the main point, is that obviously Pearl and Rose had two very different trains of thought going on when fusing. For Pearl, she wanted Greg to be jealous, to know that, like, you're never going to have this. But for Rose, it was like, oh, that's neat. He'll enjoy that. He'll get a kick out of that.
0: And all of the viewers will. Pearl dropping the mic afterwards.
1: (laughs) I thought that was really... I won't say it's out of character for pros, for pros Pearl, but it was really sassy for Pearl, the way she just slowly lifted up her arm, kept eye contact with Greg the entire time, and just dropped it. That was great.
0: She makes that same facial expression in maximum capacity when she's cleaning out Greg's storage uh, unit, and he and Steven walk up as she's, like, finishing up. Smug
1: Pearl is best
0: Pearl. She's only that smug around Greg, though.
1: She's so catty. I don't know. I don't know if this episode made me like her slightly more or a lot less. Well, to
2: anybody who's saying this is a reason not to like Pearl, I'm just gonna say Pearl's going through a lot of stuff right now <laughs> and you need to, you know, cut her a little bit of slack.
0: GC has a degree in Pearl Apology.
1: Pearlology.
0: Our resident Pearl Apologist. Yeah. I really like the idea of Greg like having to describe all the petty things Pearl did to Steven and Connie. <laughs>
2: Pearl read The Sociopath Next Door and took it as a
1: guidebook. At some point in the episode, we transitioned from the videotape to Greg actually talking. I'm wondering what that point was. I'm just going to say, I was
2: astonished with the high resolution on Greg's videotape and how there were no imperfections of any kind. That was a very high quality tape.
0: Yeah, actually, I noticed that. He, too.
2: he should work for an archive somewhere. They need someone with his talents. <laughs> Not that I would want them to make deliberately awful-looking video, but there's nothing wrong with, you know, poking
1: a little bit of fun every now and
2: again. (laughs) Dryer WASHING
1: MACHINE! (laughs) I think it would have been a neat idea if it started kind of, like, flaky and then got cleaned up as we got into the story and transitioned. Yeah, then faded into the proper video. That would have been cool. Yeah, because we kind of got that in line three straight to video. I mean, you saw a few graphic layers. And they did show, in when you know, when he was trying
2: to copy Pearl's dance, they did show that the videotape's not actually that good. I mean, even right after recording, it was showing all of the proper VHS imperfections. Yeah, this is true. Dang, Rose is tall. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They really emphasized her height in this one.
1: I feel like had we been introduced to Rainbow Quartz in a different context, I would have liked her a whole lot more. But in the context with Pearl being so catty and, like, Rainbow Quartz just appearing so that we saw, like, Pearl do this thing to greg i don't know it almost takes like some of the punch out of her you know
2: i don't know i think she was used very well the really the really awful thing is that we have this you know really cool fusion gem that we know we can probably never see again because you know even though steven has the rose quartz gem he's a different person than rose was so even if he were to fuse with pearl we wouldn't get rainbow quartz we would get somebody else you know, that's the tragedy. They showed us something we can never have again, unless, you know, they have another flashback episode. In which case, rock on.
0: Do we know that's how it works? Is that just a reasonable assumption on your part, or has that, like, been confirmed Well, somewhere? when
2: Pearl explained it in Giant Woman, she said it's, uh... You know, combination of their physical and magical attributes, and he may have the same magical attributes, but his physical attributes are very different, and his mind is very different than Rose's as well.
1: Do you think that Pearl or Stephen can fuse with other gems, or do you think he can only fuse with humans? I mean, I don't think there's any evidence to say that he can't fuse with gems, but
2: I hope he can fuse with gems because, I mean, I think it would be a lot easier for him to fuse with the gem lid because he can take his physical body and Connie's physical body and merge them into one thing. So I figured taking his physical body and a non-physical body and merging them would be a lot easier.
1: I mean, that makes sense to me on some level. But see, okay, here's where I'm coming from. And here's what my thought is. When you're mixing light with light, you have light. When you're mixing flesh with flesh, you, you have flesh. Steven has like this physical human body, so on some level it makes sense to me that he confused with Connie. What does not make sense to me, or at least what I have some trouble like figuring out, is whether or not he can mix like his human fleshy body with like the gem light.
2: And that, that's why I'm not 100% sure that he confused with gems, but... Again, I think he can probably fuse with other gems, but just have to see. Although the two times he's fused with Connie, it's been super duper easy, so... And I don't know if he's still working on it in the background with the gems.
1: That means that he and Connie sync up just really, really well, because they were just a normal normally proportioned human body. Okay, I don't want to say normally proportioned, but like they didn't have any extra body parts. They had a lot of hair, though. He did have a lot of hair.
0: I thought the conversation between Greg and Rose was really weird for a kid's show. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be all over that. I hesitate to call it mature, but I don't think that's an inaccurate word.
2: Yeah, I think it was a fairly mature thing. I mean, Rose just comes right out and says, you know, she has no idea what she's doing. This is
1: just how it usually works. Ken, when you say that you think that this was a very mature thing to talk about, are you talking about um, Greg and Rose asking each other if they've ever loved other humans? Or are you talking about the exchange entirely?
0: Yeah, just the way that they handle relationships in general. Like, it's hard work to make it work and all of that jazz. Those aren't things, those are, like, pretty cliche things to talk about in, like, a live action drama or something. But for a children's television show, I don't recall ever seeing this being handled in that way. And I've seen a lot of children's television shows.
1: Do you think it was handled well? you two GC
2: I thought it was I thought that conversation was handled very well. You got some real gut-wrenching moments as Greg is trying to make Rose understand and then you know when she's trying to understand what he's talking about later and then they decide to go on with it
0: I thought it was done as well as it could have been in the 11-minute format. That 11-minute format really does, like, sucker punch a lot of the emotional beats they try and hit for me often, even though they still, like, land them perfectly a lot of the time. A lot of the time, it's just too truncated a time slot to really hit all the beats they want to, but yeah, it, it worked.
2: I thought it was very interesting the parallel they drew between this and her first conversation she ever had with Greg. Because in this, he asks her if she ever misses her home planet, and she says never. Whereas when he says that he's going to take a space train to the cosmos and never come back, she says that's awful because Earth is his home. I liked that parallel. I
1: think that was intentional.
2: Yeah, I think they did that on
1: purpose, and I very much appreciate
2: the fact that they did it.
1: I really do appreciate the way they handled this situation. I think that it was, one, very classy, and I think that it was, two, very layered. Like, it's the kind of thing that if you want to see more depth in it, you can, but the depth isn't just going to, like, hit you over the head like a mallet, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So I do agree with you, Ken, that it was definitely maybe a bit off-kilter for a kid's show, because I agree with you. I can't think of any other show that I've ever seen talk about the the long-term viability of a relationship like this, and it was just done in such a real and classy way. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'd agree with that, most definitely. You know,
0: Lore Note,
2: though, he asked... He asked her how she got to be living with Pearl, Garnet, and Amethyst, and Rose said that it was three very long stories. Do you think we're going to be hearing those stories this season?
1: I think we basically know how Amethyst came about. I mean, we don't know the nitty-gritty details, yeah. but we know that like they found her in the kindergarten. Yeah. She joined her.
2: But I think, that there, I think some of those details will be interesting. And Pearl, they've alluded to the details, but no explication yet.
1: I wonder if she met Pearl or Ruby and Sapphire separately or if she met Garnet you know what I mean Mm. like did she meet them as Ruby and Sapphire and they became Garnet in the time that they knew Rose or were they already Garnet by the time they got to Rose? because I've seen lots of fan art where they came together as Garnet while already a part of the Crystal Gems but I'm just not sure
2: yeah I don't think that we can really start to guess about that
1: Well, the only reason I ask is because she says that's three very long stories. If she met them separately... then four. Right. And, I don't know, this is probably a bit of a stretch, because I have no reason to confirm or deny that this is true, especially because Ruby and Sapphires are physically the same, like, chemically the same gem. But Ruby and Sapphire seem like they would belong to very different gem classes on the Homeworld.
2: Oh, yeah. It would serve
1: very different purposes. I wonder
2: if we'll ever get to see Homeworld, even if just in a flashback.
1: I bet we will. I mean, there's that theory that we saw it in the first episode, when Garnet was explaining how to summon a weapon, and they showed that uh, strange planet.
2: Yeah, I, I, I capped that for somebody. I don't know, but that, that doesn't really count. That's like seeing it from orbit. True. I mean, are we talking crystalline spires going into the sky? Basically, are we talking, you know, upper levels of Coruscant, or lower levels of Coruscant, or something d- different entirely? I don't know. I mean, just... The the way their capital looks would say so much about the species.
1: I mean, it's very possible a lot of the planet exists as hard light holograms. Because we know as of last episode that the gems are put into the ground by the uh, injectors rather than like then taking gems from the planet and turning them into living gems. And they're just incubated in another planet. And they're grown from it. So my frame on it is those gems come from the gem homeworld and are incubated on other planets. So that makes that those gems something special, right? Well, You could make gems in a lab. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, uh, bismuth.
0: So at the end of this episode, we finally start to see Steven begin to feel isolated because of his unique nature, because of his unique place in the universe, him neither being fully human nor being a full gem. And I just think it's interesting that the show has waited this long to go that route because if you go into the show knowing that it's going to have some character conflict and some interpersonal drama and some existential issues that Steven has to overcome, then you would think that would be one of the first plots that like comes up. But they've actually held this off for quite a while.
2: I think they've just been piling weight onto the show for a long time. And I think it's just starting to get heavy enough to really get to Steven, you know?
1: I don't think yeah. that we're ever going to actually get to a point where Steven feels like he's a half breed or, or something like that. I think that he's probably going to struggle with no one ever going to be able to fully understand him. But something that I really appreciated, like right out of the gate, was that the gems never referred to, any, to him as anything but a gem. They said he's also half human, like they qualified his humanity as being half human, but they never made him out to be less of a gem. I mean.
2: Well, I think that's pretty much how it works. I mean, he has all of the powers of the Rose Quartz gem. He's not a half power gem. Just about the only disadvantages human half brings him is he's probably not as durable as the false body that a gem projects. But he has the bubble and the shield, so that's not really going to hold
1: him back much. I read a theory the other day that if Steven were to get hurt, what was probably going to happen is that his bubble would uh, appear and... He would just get, like, submerged in some kind of fluid, probably like Rose's Tears, and get healed that way rather than, like, retreating into his gym. Hmm. That's pretty far-fetched. Like, if he got, like, some kind of mortal injury. I don't know. I'm willing to believe something like that would happen, that he would probably get, like, protected somehow with his defensive capabilities and be able to heal himself. Although, I mean, if he was damaged, if Steven's gem was cracked, and his gem was cracked, his body wasn't hurt, do you think that he would be okay?
2: Well, he doesn't rely on the gem to project his body, so, most likely.
1: But, so, you think that if Steven's gem was somehow removed from his body, the rest of his body was okay, he, he could still live? That he would just be, like, a normal human in that instance?
2: I don't know. I could easily see a part where the gem is networked with his brain, so it's an intrinsic part of him. I mean, Rose was able to say, you know, based on my personality, I know that you're going to be at least partially like this. It's really hard to say. Steven is an unprecedented little hybrid. It's just a question of where they went with it. If Steven
1: had a kid, do you think that his kid would have magical abilities? No. No?
2: I think Steven's human enough to have completely human children.
1: I think that his kids probably would have some kind of magical abilities, probably not like crystal gem level magic powers, but we know that um, Ian Jones QWERTY said that he has human DNA and gem DNA. So, like, even if uh, his kids didn't have a gem proper, they would, probably, they would probably still have a gem DNA, so they'd probably still have some kind of powers.
2: I mean, you know, maybe the ability to command the warp or something, something that doesn't require energy expenditure, but, like, bubbling or making plant warriors? No.
1: I guess we don't actually have enough, like, foresight to realistically, like, speculate on something like that. Yeah.
2: All, all we can do is just, you know, pick things out of the air. This is true. So you you know the title for tomorrow, right? Jilted. Okay, good. I'm glad you pronounced it and not me.
1: I'm probably pronouncing it wrong.
2: That's okay. I probably would too. I'm not Norwegian. Jilted. So tomorrow will be the end of Steven Bomb 2.0. So I guess we'll see you all tomorrow. I'm GC13. I'm
1: Ken. I am not sure I am pronouncing that name right. See you tomorrow.
0: Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit universespire.com. Thank you for listening.
2: I do my best.
1: Well, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it. You better believe it. Ice, ice, baby. Ice, ice, baby. (laughs) Stop. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen with a brand new invention. Something. Come on. I don't know the lyrics. Grabs a hold of me tightly. something, 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 nightly. Will it ever stop? I don't know. Turn off the lights, and I'll go. To the extreme, rock the mic with a banjo. Light up the stage, something, 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 something. Deadly, like a poisonous mushroom. And then I think I kind of loop it in my head, even though I know that's not how it goes.